Welcome to The Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Dara Whitaker. This podcast is a place for women to share their successes and challenges of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. Whether you're expecting your first or a mother of five, you can listen in weekly to learn, feel supported, and celebrate each other's unique experiences. Today, I'm speaking with Catherine about her two differing birth experiences, navigating how to feed her twins, having a tough time mentally with transitioning to formula, and getting the support of a nighttime doula. Hi, Catherine. Thanks so much for speaking with me today. Can you start by introducing yourself and telling me a little bit about your family? Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Catherine Miller. I am 31 years old and I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, My husband, Alex, I call him Miller because we were friends before we started dating and then got married. So we have been together for like almost 10 years and married for five and we have three kids. We have Nolan, um, our son who is four, and then we have twins, Max and Maeve, boy, girl twins who are just recently turned two. Wow. You have your hands full. (laughs) It's a wild time. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything listeners should know about any of your birth stories? Yeah, so um, they were very different experiences, which like I think we probably knew that going in because I had a, obviously a singleton and then um, twins. But with Nolan, I had a vaginal birth, and it was I always tell everyone it was just like very routine. I mean, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but it was like just very textbook standard. I think I had a lot of like anxiety leading up to it, and it ended up being not nearly as scary or um, painful as I thought. Thanks probably mainly to the epidural that I had. Um, And then with the twins, I had to have a C-section because um, they were both breech. And so that was completely different experience. Um, Obviously, the only thing that matters is that they're here safely and everything, you know, again, went pretty routinely. But for me personally, I think that the twins um, birth recovery was a lot harder on my body with the C-section um, and then obviously chasing a toddler around and having two newborns to take care of. So as I say it out loud, it you know it makes a lot of sense, but in the moment it felt like a lot more overwhelming. Yeah, I can imagine. As someone who had both vaginal and C-section births, how did the experiences compare like when you were in the hospital? Yeah. So I went into labor naturally with both. Um, So with Nolan, I started having contractions and, you know, just like they say, they just started getting closer and more consistent and went into the hospital and had dilated and got checked in and, um, you know, took a like. I think I was naturally like laboring for maybe two or three hours, started a little Pitocin again. It just like went very routinely. And then I pushed for probably like 25 minutes and then I had him. Um, And then with the C-section, very similarly went into labor, started having contractions at home the day before my scheduled C-section. And they started progressing and getting, you know, more painful and more consistent. So went into the hospital Um, and just because, um, you know, I, this was my second labor, um, I think they were worried about my like progression happening fast. So they did sort of expedite me into the OR to have the C-section. Um, and I just think for me, like, I'm not a person that loves hospitals. I definitely like, am a more anxious person than the average person. So I think for me, I like love having an experience under my belt to like refer back to. So I think I would have been a lot more relaxed the second time knowing I had done it if I was able to go vaginal again. Um, 
But I think, you know, for me, it was almost like a whole, I felt like a first time mom again, because I had not had this experience, you know, in the OR. And so it was like, everything was new. Um, I think I know friends that have had really traumatic situations. Um, so I do try to like, be grateful that I like, again, everything was pretty standard for me. But if I ever do have another and I could choose with like zero, you know, implications as to if it's more dangerous to try another vaginal birth after a C-section, um, I would choose to go vaginally over a C-section. I think it was just like I thought it was a little bit more zen in the room and I just liked the vibe a bit better and I thought the recovery was a lot easier. Got it. So you said that your experience with having a C-section with the twins kind of made you feel like a first time mom. Did that feeling continue once you were able to bring them home? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And I like consider myself a pretty confident person. I babysat my entire life. I nannied like every summer starting um, like freshman year of high school on the, the first real job I had with a real paycheck was after college. So I had like a lot of experience with kids and like absolutely love kids could not wait to be a mom. Um, And I think with Nolan, like he was just always like, he just is like a, a very like by the book kid. Like he's like just your average, like, you know, with the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Um, and with the twins, oh my gosh, I think it like just completely threw me for a loop that I was not prepared for. Cause I went in being a little overconfident thinking like, this was like not hard with Nolan and we're going to be great. And oh my gosh, it was like a smack in the face, bringing them home, feeling like I was just drowning in diapers and bottles and toddler problems. And oh my gosh, it was for me, it was, you know, it was a much different experience and it definitely kept me on my toes. I can imagine. (laughs) How are you feeding the twins? Yeah. So um, I started out in the hospital trying to do like tandem nursing, um, like actually on the breast. And it wasn't bad in the hospital when I had a like multiple lactation consultants helping me and my husband there. Um, but once we transitioned to being at home, I quickly realized that that was going to be a much harder feat than I had expected, like many things with the twins. Um, and so I pretty quickly switched to exclusive pumping. Um, and I did that for, I did that for like 11 months, I think it was. Um, So that was a bear, but, you know, it was like in the moment what was working for us. And once I did get into a routine, it became a lot more manageable. Um, But I think the hardest part is just the time commitment and obviously feeling like, you know, you're just kind of like attached to something in addition to the three children that are needing you and depending on you. Whenever I talk to moms now, and I think it's so much easier said than done. And like when you're in the moment with the hormones raging and so many people chirping in your ear and like all the outside pressures, let alone the pressures like that you're putting on yourself as a new mom, it's like so hard to like detach yourself from the concept of what you're doing. But now I like, you know, feel a little bit more like a veteran mom. And I tell all my new mom friends, like, you know, the most important thing is keeping yourself as like happy and sane and like, you know, just like uh, it's stressful no matter how you spin it. So like adding that element to it of pumping and waking up and like, you know, taking away from your free time and your sleep. Oh my gosh. I just think you have to find a balance there. And I like try to like really preach that again, it's easier for me to say it not in the moment now that I'm like removed from it. But I think so many new moms, it's like such a hard thing. Oh, it just like drives me crazy. Yes, I'm over here shaking my head. Yes. 
Um, With the twins, I'm sure that was a lot to feed them. What did your routine look like? Yeah. So um, we tried to get, I'm like definitely a routine person and that helps me like manage my like uncertainty and like stress. Um, So we got into a routine pretty quickly where we would um, feed both babies a bottle, I should say. So with Nolan, with my first I definitely, I would say I did like 85% of like the heavy lifting with him. Um, My husband went back to work very quickly. I think he went back to work like three or four days after we had him. Um, He works for a family company and it just kind of like, you know, things keep moving. And so that was uh, the hand that we were dealt. And so I was like, I was like really like the primary parent, as I like to say. And then it was like we said, totally different with the twins. Um, I depended on him so much more. It was like 50-50, if not you know, sometimes he was doing more than I was, it felt like, which was just like, he would like laughed to himself still. He's like, if you would have told me that like, this would be my life, like I'm up in the middle of the night washing bottles and I'm doing laundry. And it was like a very big um, change for us. Uh, so he was very hands-on. So we would both every feeding, um, you know, when he was there, if he wasn't working, we would put them in that little table for two, which if you are a twin mom or you're going to be a twin mom, that is like the number one piece of equipment that I recommend that you get. Um, it's like, this, what is it called? It's, Sorry. Oh, no, no, it's called, um, it's a table for two. And it's this like, okay. it's like, I guess it's technically a feeding like mechanism, but you can also use it for lounging. Um, but it's basically imagine it's like, a double um, almost like wedge seat that you can buckle them into and it has like a removable cover in case they like spit up or like milk drips down. Um, But it's like one thing that you can sit both babies in where they're propped up nicely, um, you know, the way that you want them to be able to digest and not like be gassy when you're giving them a bottle. And it's like, for me, at least any feeding that I was by myself, I had to buckle them into the table for two um, so that I could give them a bottle at the same time once they were like a little bit bigger. Wow. I'll have to look into that. That seems really helpful. Yeah. I think they actually now have it too. It's like, I don't know that they call it a table for one, but I think now they have it even just like, you know, one seater for just if you have one baby and I think in general it's just like such a helpful thing because it's just very portable and you can you know bring it upstairs downstairs and just makes your life a lot easier um so sorry so back to the routine so we would put them in there feed them a bottle burp them um and then change their diapers and then swaddle them I'm like a huge proponent of the swaddle I don't I could not live I feel like all of my kids any good sleep patterns um, attributed to my love for the swaddle and consistently using that. Um, And then we would usually, you know, put them down for a little nap, regardless of what time of day it was. And then I would usually pump after that. And then we would make bottles and wash the pump stuff. And then it was usually almost time (laughs) to start the process over. So it was Groundhog's Day all day, every day. Um, But, you know, once we got into that, like, routine and rhythm and they started drinking faster and going down easier again, I, like, I love the routine. Um, I think in the beginning it just can be a little bit, you know, like, repetitive. Yeah, it's nice that your husband was able to be home more with the twins and help out. Did that last – how long did that last? Yeah, so he probably actually – like work-wise he maybe took like a week and a half off um which just felt so much longer and I just felt like at least we had kind of like gotten into like some semblance of a rhythm before he went back where with Nolan I remember being like don't leave me I'm not ready like (laughs) how are like I can't believe I'm trusted to like do this by myself um 
but then like this mainly I'm like thinking about the the night feeds like I don't think he ever woke up once during the night when I had Nolan um like I would always just go get him and go into the guest room or you know feed him in um his nursery and then put him back down but with the twins he literally woke up every single feed with me even though he had work the next day oh that's nice. I know oh my god so lucky I literally like I can't imagine. And, and again, I mean, I wouldn't have, if you would have asked me going into it, like if he would have been doing that, I would have been like, absolutely not. But it truly was out of necessity. Like, and I know so many yeah. moms that they do do it themselves. And I like give them all the credit in the world. Cause I thought it was hard, even with like a partner that was really like supporting me and helping me. Yeah. It's really all hands on deck. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that would help. <laughs> I was like, sure. Come on in. Like you want to hold a baby? Here you go. <laughs> literally said yes to everyone. Once your husband did go back to work, did you have any outside help come in? So um, we, I guess during the day, not really. And while like I was on maternity leave, it was mainly me. My, we do, we are so lucky that both of our sets of parents and all of our siblings live in the area. So like someone would drop me off a coffee or, you know, my mom might stop in for a little bit and tell me to like go lay down. Um, so I guess actually the answer would be yes during the day a bit. And then um, I don't realize like how lucky I am. And then at night, um, so my husband also does travel one or two nights a week. Um, so on those nights, it was the best thing ever. We had this um, like a doula that would come in and she would come at nine o'clock at night and she would leave at like six o'clock in the morning. And from those hours, she was like in full control. And I was able to completely like turn off other than like we said, having to wake up to pump, which in hindsight was crazy, um, in my own opinion. Um, but she was a godsend and she would like make bottles, clean bottles, give the twins a bath, clean up their nursery. I mean, it was living and yes, it came at a premium price. Um, but I will tell anyone like if you can do it and if you can save up for it going into having a baby or having twins or whatever, I would like, you know, take any bit of a budget that is like that you have a little extra of and whether you're eating Uncrustables or, you know, oodles of noodles so that you can <laughs> afford it, I say go for it because it just like it helped my mental state so much and it just like made the whole thing feel so much like less overwhelming once we did have her come in we probably we I think the first night we had her was like a month into things and it couldn't she could not have come at a better time her name was Miss Lisa and she was the sweetest so once she was gone and we knew again it was kind of like we were back in the saddle full time um I think that we had just we felt so much more refreshed and we just felt like we had a much better grasp on things you know the the sleep windows were much longer at that point I feel like Nolan was getting adjusted to being a big brother um the weather was warming up we had them in March so that by that point it was like late spring early summer and I'm like a very I'm a person who I'm highly influenced by like the weather outside um so it was warming up and the sun was out more and it was light longer um and I feel like we really did turn a corner around like month three or four where I felt like okay we're gonna make it we can do this you know they were a little bit I feel like all three of my kids were becoming a little bit more independent obviously still really needed me um but I just I think I felt like I was like okay like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel everyone tells you before you have twins that the first year is the hardest so we're almost halfway there we have summer um I think yeah I think we were in a good spot 
Good. Were you still pumping at this point? Yeah. So I'm still pumping. Um, I did try. So with Nolan, um, I nursed him for four months. And then when I, I was a, a teacher at that time, and when I went back to work, um, I was trying to pump and I was like barely getting any milk. I was getting like a couple ounces each pump and it wasn't enough to keep up with him. And it was very hard. With I taught high school. And so we had a block schedule of 90 minute classes and I just like, I couldn't pump as much as I needed to. So with him, I was, I think I, I stopped like pumping and nursing four months in or five months in with the twins. It was totally different. I, my milk supply was like off the charts. Um, and I, I can imagine with twins. <laughs> I know. And I like, didn't know really what to expect. And I, I like my friend um, who had twins first, she's pregnant. She's due um, in about a month. And she's like, so eager to see, she was like, I wonder if like, I'm going to make as much milk with just one, if my body's going to like re- respond differently. Cause then other moms say that like every pregnancy, even if it's just one that they make more milk each time. So we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens with her. Um, but since I was making so much milk, I feel like once I had my um, supply established, I was able to cut down on how many sessions I had to do and I would still get the same amount. So I think by like four months or five months, I had it down to where I was just pumping when I woke up and then twice during the day and then one time before bed. Um, And that, again, just made life so much more manageable because there were times that they would have a bottle and I wouldn't have to pump after. So I could feel like I could get stuff done or I could like shower and get dressed. Um, And I think, again, just getting any time back um, helps make you feel more like a human being again and less like, you know, a milk producer, cow. (laughs) so I guess around 11 months um you know we were so close to the year mark I felt like at that point we had um started so I think probably honestly seven months or eight months in we I'm sorry let me think when I can't even remember when I started doing a little bit of formula in the bottles (laughs) but so at some point you know they were drinking more than I was making so we were putting like an ounce or two of formula into their bottles and that like transition went very smoothly and again I think that's something that a lot of my my mom friends are always worried well they've never had formula before and what's going to happen when I give it to them and I definitely felt that same exact way Um, and I think for the most part it goes a lot more smoothly than you think of course Sometimes I think you have to tweak and play around with what kind of formula you're giving them or, you know, there's always some little things that I think you can modify to make sure that, you know, their stomachs feel good and they're digesting it well. But once I saw that they were good with the formula, it took a little bit of the pressure off. And then um, by 11 months, I retired the pump and we just went full blown formula. Um, And again, that was so much, I I built that up in my head so much more than I needed to. They were healthy and happy and full and that's all that matters. Um, And I think looking back, I think if I would have dropped pumping sooner, I would have felt a little bit more, you know, strong mentally. And I think I would have just been a little bit happier. Um, And again, I think it's just such a give and take of trying to find the balance of feeling like you're doing what's right and what's good for your babies, but also like you know, mom's mentality is number one. And I love my OBGYN said that to me from the beginning, even when I got pregnant, like, you know, you really need to realize that if you're not feeling good and like, you know, if your cup isn't full, then it's going to, you're going to have that trickle down effect and your kids are going to like feel it. So like you're, you know, we're going to put you first and then that's going to make everyone happiest. So in hindsight, um, I think I probably, again, if I ever do it again, I don't think I would continue that long. That would just be my personal take on it. I think do it as long as it feels good and that it works with your schedule. And then when you do decide to stop or change it up, like 
you know, not one second should you feel guilty about that. It's such a mental game when you're in it because your your mind is just completely obsessed with feeding the baby. <laughs> it's so and true. Like, yeah. And it's all you think about. It's basically what you're living for. <laughs> yes. And once you come out of it, like I, I had this experience myself, like once you come out of it, you look back and you're like, I don't even know how people do this. <laughs> it is so true. Like even now, like when I'm with friends or, you know, I'm, I work with um, a lot of women in my real estate group and a lot, almost everyone's a mom. And so like the newer moms that they'll be like, okay, I'm going to like run and, and, and go over here and pump really quick. And I just like watch and I'm like, I, I cannot even believe I did that. And you're a superhero and like, look at you and you're so selfless and you deserve an, a reward. Let me go get you a cookie because you are <laughs> it. like it is. And it is so true when you're in it, you just, it's like, you can't see past the four walls of like, right. I'm a mom. This is like my only role that I'm playing and everyone thinks I should do this and everyone else is doing this. And it's just, Oh my gosh. I think once you, like we said, once you look back, you're like, wow, it is, it it was all consuming and it doesn't need to be that way. And I think, you know, hopefully other moms, and this is why this is the beauty of podcasts and blogs and, you know, all of the above, you can, you can really like use other people's experiences to help inform your own decision-making process and realize like you're not alone in whatever you choose to do. Another mom has done it, you know, it's going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Well, how are you guys doing now? Where are you in your journey? Yeah. So the twins, like I said, um, the twins just turned two uh, in March. And so now we are, you know, full throttle eating everything in sight. Um, It's actually funny. So Nolan, my oldest, is like the best eater ever. I mean, he eats sushi, scallops, salads, like he has always loved anything and everything. Um, what a palate. Oh, my God. And my mom always says, like, he just, like, he has a taste for the finer things in life. Like, if, if he has, like, his chicken tenders at a restaurant and, like, we have a steak or something, he's like, I want that. And my mom's like, of course you do. Like, who wouldn't? Like, it's it's hysterical. Um, and then the twins are... I think I have like one of each. So Nolan is like my amazing eater. We'll try anything, likes pretty much everything. Maeve is like kind of like the more, um, you know, middle of the road. She like likes certain things, but has strong aversions to other things. She's like easy, but she's not the best. And then Max is very particular. And if he doesn't even like the presentation of what I'm putting on his plate, he will like basically flip the plate over and like not eat anything. So I have one of each. I have like like the very picky, extremely difficult. I worry every night, like he barely ate a crumb for dinner. Um, is he going to be starving? And then you have Maeve who, you know, she does what she can. And then Nolan who just, I mean, I feel like he might have a future in like the culinary world because he just loves food and he'll eat anything. Wow. You have the full spectrum. <laughs> That's the thing. Even with twins, it's like, it's so funny. It's like you, my pediatrician and I talk about this all the time. You get to really see that as much as as parents, we want to think that it's like something we're doing that's like influencing the way that, you know, our our child's personality or eating habits. It's like, I put the same thing in front of all three of them. And I feel like I did pretty much the same thing with all of them. And they all three are very different. (laughs) So it's really, some of it is out of our hands. Nature versus nurture. So I like love it. I like analyze it all the time. I'm like, this is, you know, I, especially with Max and Maeve, I do like the same thing with each of you every day and they are very different people. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's like the real, I like 
twins is a lot, but I, I wouldn't trade it for, I like, I'm so intrigued by their relationship and their personalities. And I like think the whole thing is so cool. It is really cool. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips or anything else you'd like to share that we didn't talk about or any resources that really helped you? Yeah. So um, I tell everyone who will listen that I'm obsessed with Moms on Call. Um, So basically Moms on Call is a, so it's a short book. I almost, I feel like it's more like, um, it's like a resource Um, and it's written by two moms who think one is a nurse practitioner and the other one is um, a pediatrician and they both have multiple kids of their own and they've just come up with this like short and sweet and very like simple guide to being a mom and like they touch on so many different topics um sleep is actually a big part of um what they really try to teach you and they use what they know like scientifically and you know brain development wise um and then their own experiences just as moms aside from their medical professions and they give you a very just good idea of of kind of like you know if you're looking I know for me I like I want answers and so I feel like that for me was a really great guide as to how I wanted to try to do things and then of course we had to adapt it to our needs and your own child's needs but they have a schedule in the guide for different um you know lengths of time so they have something for like when the baby's two to four weeks and then a month to two months and and they have a very like literally hour by hour what you can be doing based on their developmental needs and you know just I think it's great and I do think for me my kids are pretty good sleepers and I attribute that partially to my um, discovery of moms on call from the beginning. Um, And they have that little app you can download that reminds you of the schedules. It's just, I like something that I can like take it and implement it and I don't have to think too hard about it. Um, And I do think that it works. Yeah, I actually had, um, so Laura Hunter is one of the founders of Moms on Call, and I actually had her on an episode a couple months ago. Oh my gosh, so cool. I have to go listen to that. That is amazing. I want to like kiss her feet and say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She, and she is just the sweetest, like she is the nicest person ever. And I'm so glad um, that she is because I loved her program too. It was one of the resources that I used as well. And I really enjoyed talking. Oh to my her. gosh, I definitely am going to listen to that because I swear. I, and there's like a toddler version that I can remember, like in desperation, when we went through a major sleep regression with Nolan, when he like right before I had the twins, which just added to the anxiety because I was like, oh my god, he's going to be awake all night. I'm going to have these two new babies who are going to be awake. And I remember I downloaded the like toddler version on my phone and like read the entire thing and. I just like do exactly what they say. I'm like, they're like playing in my head all the time. Like, okay, what would the, what would the mom John call <laughs> authors do here? Like, what should I do? Um, so that's, that's so cool yeah, that and, you had her on. Yeah. And I actually, so Laura is a twin mom herself. Oh, she has five kids oh and gosh. her youngest two are oh, twins. Oh my gosh. What a saint. Mm-hmm. What a saint. Mm-hmm. Gosh, five yeah. kids. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah wild well is there anything else that you wanted to add um I feel like that pretty much covers it I think you know my motto is just do the best you can and if you like know you're doing the best you can that's all you can do um and I just think especially in the time that we like our generation we have so much out there to consume as moms which is helpful but I think at times it can be like a little hurtful too, because you start to compare yourself and you have this idea in your head of what it's going to look like the first couple of weeks or months. Um, and I think, you know, you really, you don't know until you experience it. And then even when you're in it, just 
taking it minute by minute and knowing that all you can do is your best. And that is probably better than a lot of other people. And no matter what you're thinking or feeling in the moment. And, um, my, my other thing I love is I, whenever I'm out in public, I look around and I think all of these people were a newborn at one time and their parents got them through it. And here they are. So like, you got this. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at at the sleep sessions.